Thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Let's welcome our guest today. Thanks so much for being here, Tamara. So glad to be here. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right here in a bowling alley. So it's, <laughs> it's a pretty hot spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about just something like, how would you describe what it is you do? I work for Marion County mm-hmm. and I've been there for over 30 years and I get to serve our community through the work that I've done over those 30 years. It has been a a very large variety. I've been very blessed in that way. I have worked in the communities. I've worked with leaders. I've been part of some very cool events. Uh, Right now, my focus is really on how can I help our county as an enterprise Mm -hmm. really stay strong and uh, keep our facilities working so that our tax dollars can go to good use. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What's uh, maybe what's one of the bigger challenges you feel like you, you're facing in your position or for the county? Well, this position that I'm in right now, mm-hmm. the biggest challenge is learning it all. I've been there since September 1. Oh, okay. So, yeah, you're practically a veteran. <laughs> Less than a month. Yes. Uh, so I have been uh, super fortunate to have a crew that are just really dynamic and knowledgeable and are have been so welcoming. So I'm really looking forward to getting to know them better and the work that they do. Hmm. That's good. That's good. This is a question we like asking people often, like, uh, when's the first time you realized you were a leader? Leadership for me has been a journey, I mm-hmm. think, as with all of us. Mm-hmm. So I made some choices that were very different than probably some of my friends. Uh, I decided to be very um, directed in what I wanted to do as a future and where some of, you know, in high school, they were kids. I kind of were, I was a little bit more adult in that way. Kind of okay. probably a little boring to some. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I chose to work half days in my high school years mm. and not not by need, but by choice. It was just something that was driven within mm-hmm. me. And I just think that that's something that has served me well over the course of my life. I've had uh, good bosses, bad bosses. Mm-hmm. We all, I, I'm assuming we all have. And I've been trying to just pick up some of those things mm-hmm. and really apply those into my own life. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that as I learn more about those things, um, I try to figure out how then I give those gifts to others Mm. by really modeling those things. I'm not perfect by any means. I let folks know that I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to screw up, but I want them to, to tell me I, I need to know when I've missed the mark. I may get my feelings hurt, but I won't hold a grudge (laughs) and I'll get over it. Right. Yeah. What's uh, maybe one of those characteristics, you know, of, of many maybe that you're pulling forward in your leadership that you, know, you, get, you saw it modeled in someone else? You know, sometimes leadership shows up in the negative, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so I think those have been 
sometimes the most acute uh, learnings for me, the ones that I've had to really do soul searching for myself. Mm. Why was I so deeply disturbed by this behavior of someone else? And recognize that people make mistakes, right? Mm. They, they have their past. And I think that gave me time to really soul search uh, uh, within myself about how I see other people and recognize that we are a product of what we've experienced over the course of time. But I like to really, I'm really into the leaders, building leaders and finding opportunities for people to have paths of opportunity Mm. uh, that make a difference, uh, not only in their own lives, but in their joyfulness uh, at work and try to figure out who they want to be. If people didn't believe in me, I would not be where I am today. Mm. So really trying to pass that on to others. Yeah, Yeah, that's so important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I quote Craig Groeschel all the time. He's a person that I, I follow and so on, but he has a, a, a quote that says, uh, better leaders make everybody else better. And so we should always be trying to, you know, um, I call myself a lifelong learner, right? Yep. So I want to, and we, like you just stated, we hands down learn more from our stumbles or or challenges than we do from our wins maybe mm-hmm. you know i mean yeah. yeah i mean that's what makes a mistake worth it it's either a mistake was a total waste if you didn't learn anything from it but kind of that assessing and learning and applying of those things you learn is what makes a mistake worth it so yeah i think kind of how you described it i think that uh we do that as parents so we had parents and they were good or imperfect and you know and so on but kind of okay these characteristics i really want to take forward because i really appreciated those styles or whatever and these characteristics i want to leave behind maybe you know and so yeah so i think uh same in leadership right you're gonna go oh that's a that's a nugget I want to take forward and and add to my arsenal. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's also speaking to what you said of like we're products of what we've like experienced and what we've taken in from others. Because how do we learn to talk, to walk, to you know do anything? Is you learn it from somebody, so why not continue doing that? You know, you learn to walk. Why not learn to be a better leader? <laughs> so right, yeah. Uh, looking back, maybe at childhood or young adulthood, what was the first thing you noticed you were passionate about? You know, I just people. Okay. When I when I go back to I mean there's lots of activities. I like to do a lot of things, but really it's the people. Mm. You know, people that make a difference, people who contribute, uh people who are kind, uh finding ways to lift folks up for the first probably 30 years of my career with Marion County, I've been working with people in the community in some capacity. Hmm. Now I get, I had this question uh, from one of our local leaders. This is, why do you want to change? Why, why does this feel good to you? And I said, it's still people. It's just, I have a different focus on the work, but it still takes people who are dedicated and committed and want to make a difference. Sure. We all want to make a dollar. But ultimately, if we don't have satisfaction in the work that we do, the people we're with, the environment that we spend a large majority of our our day in, it's going to be a grudge of some kind. And we just really need to figure out how 
we can contribute to having the environment and making it the best as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, what is your current title uh, called? I'm the director of business services for Marion County. There you go. Yeah. 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 Um, how about, uh, ways you and your husband relax or the ways you relax, you know? Oh, there's lots. We just got off, uh, this weekend. My parents celebrated their 58th, uh, wedding anniversary. We were in Walport crabbing, camping, and we were semi-successful enough to feed all the mouths. There you go. Right. (laughs) Uh, had a great time. We loved to camp, uh, we love boating and going riding on the dunes mm. and just spending time with our, we have two grown boys and just enjoy that we get the opportunity to spend time with them and experience them as adults. And that's just been a real blessing in our lives as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I just was, uh, had a conversation with somebody who's a, a younger parent has three littles and, and, uh, they were ex- expressing, you know, I said, well, you know, how's fatherhood going, you know, and that type of thing. And, and they said, well, we, we've got one that's just not a sleeper, you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. and that's rough. Yeah. Uh, but I said, you know, growing up, you, you know, in high school and beyond, I always knew I wanted to be a parent, you know, and you have this idea of what it would be. And I often uh, say that it's about a hundred times more challenging than you thought, but for 500 times more rewarding, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, and we, I think we do that in other areas of our life where, oh, I can knock this out. It'll take this amount of time, whatever. <laughs> oh, actually it takes a little more work than that. You know, but, uh, I tell people all the time, it's one of the greatest things I've ever done is, yeah. uh, being a parent to my to our two kids, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, you're going back to your question about leadership and experiences. I think as parents, you model leadership. You try to figure, help them make decisions. So I've said this a lot to others. I said, when they're little, it's, do you want peanut butter and jelly or just jelly or peanut butter? And giving them confidence to make a choice and recognize that the choice that they make they can survive no matter what it is. Yeah, you don't you give can... them the or nothing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and But they have to make small cho- small choices early on. And as parents, when we just kind of give them a free-for-all, there's just not enough context for mm-hmm. them to really thrive in that. And so helping them do that and being a leader as a parent uh, in their development, I think is really a huge challenge sometimes but also it is something that is so rewarding yeah Yeah. i mean i'm i'm 24 and as i've grown i've you know you learn different things you start to see the world a little differently everybody tells you that of course and it's true um (laughs) i can attest uh but something in the past like year or two for me that i've noticed and it's a pattern that i've noticed is like well I've noticed more patterns, I suppose, and starting to see things like, well, that's a lot like this, or this is a lot like this. And I think of leadership is a lot like parenting in a way, not to be like, I'm in charge of you or something, exactly. but you're like giving options. You're allowing them to choose those things, or you're, you're modeling something to them that they're going to take forward. And they're, they're going to put that in one of the two buckets, either the, I'm applying this from a good parent, or I'm not going to apply this. And you want to be modeling as much of the good thing as possible. Um, even if it takes a little bit more work for you, cause you're setting somebody up to, to be better in in the long run, like you would expect from somebody else. So, yeah, sometimes when you hold people accountable, kids, adults, they just like, that's not 
ever going to be fair. <laughs> Life right. isn't always fair, but it does teach lessons. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, they're thankful. At least my kids have expressed, you know, you made us do X, Y, or Z. And it really helped us in the long run. We didn't see it then, kind of as you were saying, Alyssa. Mm-hmm. It just, as you get older, you have more context. And it's not all about me. Yeah. It really is about the we and trying to figure out how we can be better people. Yeah, your prefrontal cortex fully develops. Yep. And you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the world is different. Yeah. Well, and just even in parenting or in leadership operationally or whatever, the more relationship you have, the more uh, uh, fulfilling those interactions can be, right? Both from a child getting into their 20s to you know, much deeper conversations and, you know, and opportunities to interact. Yeah. And, uh, and I think you touched on, the, you know, holding people accountable and that type of thing. And I think, you know, I don't want to spend really any time on that, but I think that's currently where our culture is is struggling in, in many areas from uh, work to parenting to education. We're really struggling to hold people accountable. And, and uh, you know, I, yeah, you know, I, had my handful or two of spankings and look how I turned out. So, yeah, but uh, you're right. I mean, accountability actually is what's best for the person. It's what's best for me, even if it is like you had described earlier. I might have my feelings hurt a little bit, but but it's what's best for me in the long run. You know, Uh, uh, run around having everybody in our organization say yes to me, you know, Mm -hmm. would not put us in the best trajectory. You know, I get a lot of good ideas, but not all of them. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 So, um, gosh, let's see what, uh, you like, uh, listening to music. I do. I have a more wide variety that I, I can listen to almost anything, not everything, but almost, (laughs) uh, but I prefer you know, probably rock, soft rock. Kinda, okay. That's kind of my thing. Okay. Um, my husband prefers like the hard rock and yeah. older rock, but uh, my kids are more into the country scene. Okay. So it, you know, it's just kind of when you look at my Spotify, it's a little bit of everything. <laughs> that's what I like is the end of the year when it tells you like, here's all the things you listen to. And you're always like, wow, like that is just really interesting. You, I listened to that song how many times? Like, whoa. Yeah, I half kiddingly around here and around uh, town. Or whatever. I mean, listen, we all know that '80s was the best decade of, <laughs> of music, but but I also raised two accomplished, award-winning, you know, uh, musicians and artists. So they tend to push back on me on that a little bit. But, I always uh, like to throw the uh, wrench in the thing. I think the 2020s are the best decade for music, and <laughs> it, that really that really makes people upset because <laughs> I like. I mean, I'm a you know like an indie music, and I like a lot of newer music, and so. It's just funny to say because then everybody's like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, I didn't mean it. I was just saying it. So, yeah. Uh, so in, in your job or industry, what do you think is one of the more significant shifts you've seen? Because you've been at, at that, you know, a long time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah, I think we are in the frying pan with everybody else. And it is hard to find people to apply for the work Mm. Uh, we are the work that we do we we touch every aspect of the county's work we do we go into every facility so we have to have folks who can pass background checks can get you know 
mm-hmm. can get into these places and be trusted after hours. And so that makes it a little bit more difficult. And, you know, going back to choices, that sometimes those early choices in life does interrupt our employment. Mm-hmm. But I think, too, is just... I think just trying to figure out it's okay to make a mistake and not know all the answers. I think, too, we're too quick to say that this is how it's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. And and to be humble enough to know that you can learn from the person coming in on their first day as well as the person who's been there over 30 years, and that if... I really want to build the kind of community, the kind of workforce that I'm super proud of. I have to really look at myself first and figure mm-hmm. out where I need to make those corrections, uh, figure out where I can give somebody opportunity, and then really see people for who they are, what strengths they have, what are the things that they have gifts within them and that I can get the joy of pulling out of them and putting those into work Um, and recognizing that whenever there's a problem, I've contributed to that in some way. Mm -hmm. And what can I do to re-see that so that I can find those nuggets, those opportunities to correct it um, and I don't know that uh, I'm trying to think, of course, in my personal life, I've had to say, I'm sorry, I did this. But at work, I don't know that I've had to necessarily do that. But I have been able to see where I've said, I could have really pushed you more in this area and given you more opportunity. And perhaps that's a professional, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and just recognizing that. And it's just, I don't know, I just, we're a community full of imperfect people looking to make uh, some really cool things happen, but we've got to give each other grace and opportunities. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the opportunity to make a mistake and then uh, be given an opportunity to to move forward on it, you know, I mean, and, uh, and if you're out there, uh, listening and, you know, you're looking for work, uh, just call Valor Mentoring, email us, uh, you know, between, uh, Tamara, myself and, you know, the six nonprofit boards I serve on, there's a lot of businesses that have opportunity, even if you've had previous stumbles, you know, just be upfront and honest about those. You'd be surprised how many people in our community are willing to to bring you on and give you a shot, you know? Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I just want to encourage every person young or, or old, there is opportunities like maybe rare in our history to, Mm -hmm. to get, jobs that pay well and yeah so yeah mary county is a great place to work and if you're looking for some place to have opportunities there i i say come on down (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um what's the biggest surprise uh you've had in your occupational career you think i don't know if it's a surprise but I would just how many leaders that I've been able to work with that have just poured themselves out to me. You know, mm. the door is open. 
I will get an encouraging word. Uh, I will be given opportunities and just getting out. I, I think the surprise, I've always said this, that relationships matter. Always. You know, it makes a huge difference. And building relationships aren't always easy because we're, I'm so overcommitted sometimes <laughs> that I've got the next thing I need that to get to. That never happens to me, but tell us how that, <laughs> yeah. how that goes through. And so if when I'm overcommitted, I put relationships on the back burner. Mm. And when I take the time to really see people, understand their path and their passion, um, find out what they feel like is needed, then and and their strengths, and then what maybe I can give to help support them. It's it's just a cool space to be in. Yeah, yeah. I think you know I've lived all over the world, and you know, and blah blah blah. But um, I think the Willamette Valley is the best place on earth to live. I mean, uh, it was just me and Dick uh, with now we're sitting here watching the, the game yesterday a uh, football game and just thinking back of you know we actually don't have many of even the natural disasters from hurricanes tornadoes you know just on and on and yet we're an hour and a half from uh, the, the mountains the desert or the beach you know and so you know outside of some seasonal allergies that they have yeah. more than some areas you know because of the valley uh it's such a wonderful place to live and and uh where like you're saying, both from a community and partners and business and faith and civics, I mean, we got a lot of work to do, but work better than in most communities, you know, together, you know, to to get on the same page and, you know, row at the same direction. You know, it's a, it's a wonderful place to, to live and work, I think. It know? is. Yeah. I've had the opportunity to bring some, you know, put some conferences on and had some speakers come in and, you know, kind of that pre-grouping of folks just to kind of get them to be more aware of what our community is like so that they have some level of local context Mm -hmm. before presenting. And they just like, wow, you guys know how to work together. Mm. You know, it's a real surprise. And in such a short period of time, they can figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, I, I, we like asking this question about, uh, you know, uh, ripping off an idea or a process or something like uh, of many. But what's one that comes to your mind? You're like, oh, yeah, I absolutely. I'm just going to cut and paste that and, and move it forward in, in what I'm doing. You know? I am a student of the outward mindset okay. and I love it. Yeah. It is. It just feeds my soul, and the folks that have been engaged in it and who really uh, have adopted it into their lives are making some really neat things happen in their organization. So that's one. Mm-hmm. I think the other is just seeking others around podcasts and mm-hmm. trying to just learn. Yep. I have dead space between my house to my work, and <laughs> I can sit there and listen to great music and get my Spotify account to be all the, <laughs> the all those neat little points. But to really have somebody speak to me in those short periods of time, it's just little, little sips rather than having to feel like I have to really dive in deep every single time. And it's just sometimes I just walk away with... 
that's the thing I'm going to do today. I mean, yeah. yeah, sometimes there's there's a beauty in spending a very short period of time learning something because then you remember, I feel like, a lot more of that. In my experience, I was at Costco yesterday and there was these book, book sets of humanities in minutes and then science in minutes. And it's like just really condensed simplified like concepts and I didn't buy it so I don't know what's actually in there but the concept is what you're talking about it's like finding a shorter thing really being able to focus and take away something rather than you know when you take an entire college class what did what are the pieces you remembered specifically it's harder to uh, hold those things I think yes yeah so I mean this is we kind of combo that so this is a radio show and a podcast right and so there's 30 or 40,000 listeners that get it on uh, radio. But then I think podcasting is kind of like the uh, on-demand version of you know, being yeah. able to just, when you've got the time, you know, then you can make it happen. And uh, for us, it's, you know, for our listeners, it's free. So there is no, there is no cost. <laughs> That's, good. That's good. Yeah. Um, any other closing thoughts as we kind of try to wrap it up? Anything you'd, you'd want to make sure we know about you or Marion County? I don't know about me, but I just, you know, I appreciate the work that you all are doing Mm -hmm. to kind of lift this community to its potential and to really find uh, the nuggets that are are existing that can create those ripples in our community to make a difference. So thank you both. Yeah. 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 Thanks so much for doing all that, that, uh, that you do. And I think, you know, I, I would find my life a waste if I didn't use the tremendous uh, wins and tremendous losses I've had to, to impact others, you know. So it, uh, anyway, we're, we're happy to have you. We're happy to be doing what we're doing. I, I, if, uh, if I didn't have to get paid, I'd be doing exactly what I'm doing, you know. So yeah. I'm fortunate that it still is able to pay the bills. So, yeah. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, yeah. my pleasure. Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Tamara and what she's doing in Marion County, you can reach out to her via email, and you can email her at T-G-O-E-T-T-S-C-H, that's T-G-E-T-C-H, at co.marion.or.us. That's also their website if you'd like to learn more about Marion County. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and you can listen to us air every Saturday on KSLM at 11 a.m., and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring.